0: to Jumpman Radio! Man Radio.
1: Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you might be. It's me, your buddy, Junkman, back to give you and annoy you with <laughs> all kinds of cool rock and roll. That's what I do right here at OC Sound Studios in Orange County, California. Your one-stop shopping for recording your band, rehearsing your band, uh, maybe broadcasting, perhaps Many other things you could do right here in Anaheim, California. Again at OC Sound Studios. All right, it's going to be a big day today. I got a uh, special guest that's going to we're going to be talking to on the phone in just a little bit, and I'm just ready to rock, man. It's blazing hot outside wherever you are, so it's just that time of year. It's August. Finally, it's arrived where I am in Southern California. It's been pretty mellow all summer, but enough about the weather. Let's get into some serious rock. Get a load of this, baby. The name of the band is big this cock on. Ah! get a load of this baby
2: Shoo brrr doo brrr doo brrr doo brrr
0: doo
1: Radio Rockin', baby. Ow! Just kicking some ass, baby. Loving it. That, my friends, is the latest from our good friend Cherie Curry and uh, her latest record, Boulevards of Splendor. That one called Mr. X features Slash and Duff from Guns N' Roses as well as Matt Storm on the drums. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, just knocked it out of the park with that particular record. I love it. Finishing that set up with uh, two of my favorite ladies in rock, Again, Sheree Curry right there. For that hailstorm and love bites, so do I. Lizzie Hale doing a lot of stuff lately on this break. She is a busy, busy woman. She's got a podcast going on, and she's been collaborating with a lot of people. They redid one of their records, you know, reanimation or, yeah, I believe that's the title. Um, go check out hailstorm, H-A-L-E-S-T-O-R-M, and uh, Google them up. Uh, for that, I did giant... That's right, Dan Huff and his brother and a few other guys did some great stuff. Great uh, guitar work on that. It's called Time to Burn. I believe that was the title track of their second album, the name of the band, Giant. They were around in the early 90s. Van Halen with I'm the One from their first record. It started things out with a band called Big Cock. Yep, that's right, Big Cock and Get a Load of Me. (laughs) Thought you'd get a kick out of that. I did, I dig it, man, good, good old fashioned fire me up, rock and roll What's up? there's lots of good stuff, man, I'm telling you, lots of new stuff for uh two thousand and twenty um you know, we're all in lockdown, yes, again, still, oh. <laughs> uh, now, nah, it's not exactly like jail, no, definitely not, but at the same time. You know, we are limited in what we can do, but thank God I can broadcast, right? So I hope you're enjoying this. And thank God we got lots and lots of ways to get new music. And one of my favorite bands ever is Deep Purple. Deep Purple's got a brand new record out called Whoosh. I don't even know if the record's released yet, but yes, me, your pal, Junk Band, I got it. And a very timely song title with this one. I hope you like this song. It's called Drop the Weapon, brand new from Deep Purple on Junk Band Radio. Crank it up.
3: Everybody's shouting, working up a sweat.
0: Hey
1: Junkman Radio. that a great song? I love it. And that's Red Sun Rising, band from the uh, Toledo or Akron, Ohio area. Uh, apparently, they are taking a leave of absence, just a little time off, kind of regroup and things like that. But a great song called Death Witch. Saw that band live a couple of times and really blown away by their material and their performance and everything like that. But I really like them. Again, Red Sun Rising. Great set, man. I like that. Hope you did too. I did, uh, started with Deep Purple and their brand new one, Whoosh, the album Whoosh, and a great song of it called Drop the Weapon. <laughs> Again, a very timely title for these days. Black Swan, another all star band featuring the great vocals of Robin McCauley, who joined me on the show uh, a little while back, and we talked about that record. Um, Reb Beach is playing guitar on that record. Jeff Pilson Foreigner and Doc in the area. He's uh he's on it. He produced it too. And uh Matt Starr is playing drums too. So it's just a great record from some really good guys, you know, that have been staying very busy putting out a lot of material. So again, Black Swan, the name of that band. Went back in the crates for a little bit and found a cool song from Dishwalla. I like that band a lot. They had a lot of really, really great material. (laughs) Their singer left the band and has gone solo, but they get another one. They're still around. But, uh, yeah, that one's called Haze. Very, very, very just kind of trippy tune, you know? Puts you in a haze, right? You can drink a hazy IPA and listen to that at the same time. Wouldn't that be fun? I know for me it would be. I like those. (laughs) Shine Down. Oh, man. Going back to, I believe, their second record with that one, one of my favorites, called Save Me. Shinedown recently set the record for they're having their 16th number one record on the rock, the mainstream rock charts. Nobody's ever done that. You know, these guys are huge. Great band. Again, uh, song Save Me. From earlier in their career, I don't hear them playing that song a lot. I think... Uh, I don't know. I've got ideas on why, but, you know, whatever. they got a plenty of other material that you can hear them whenever they do decide to come back and play live again like everybody else. We're waiting. I want to see me some bands, some live music. Again, shined out. And uh, ended the set with Red Sun Rising and Death Wish. Hey, it's Junkman. And I'm very excited today. On the line with me, I've been a fan of this gentleman and his music for a very, very long time. Uh, you know him from the band Jellyfish. You've known him from Imperial Drag, um, many, many other bands as well that he's that he's done and worked with, including uh, the artist Beck, who he's been his keyboard player for for many, many years. I'm talking about Roger Joseph Manning Jr. How are you, my friend?
4: I am hanging in there. I can't complain.
1: Yeah, no COVID. Uh, no COVID has affected you or anything like that. Uh, you know, not happened. in this household. That's good to know. I
4: mean, I had some relatives who had an experience with it, but uh, they um, got off relatively unscathed, and it was. Uh, they, they <laughs> one of them's a nurse, in fact, and they were both like, uh, "Well, don't know what all the hubbub was about," but I'm glad we
1: made it through that. Well, that's good to know. Well, you're famous for being inside and, you know, kind of camping in the studio anyway, you know, for days at a time working on stuff. So I would imagine, you know, hopefully that, uh, you know, it didn't penetrate the wall. So, you know, no, it's
4: my line of work. Very little changed for me when we uh, were in quarantine initiated. Uh, I just stayed working in my my workspace and um, continued, you know, to this day, I continue to freelance and Turn
1: out stuff a true for folks a, who want to hire me a true studio rat as they would say in the biz you know so but yeah. uh it's great i mean there was so much you know like after after the band jellyfish uh, split up i mean there was so much you know, people wanted more music you know and it's it was a while before we got like collective effort efforts you know your, your solo records came out And they've been just re-released, The Land of Pure Imagination. We've got the deluxe edition of that now with some extra music on it. Um, The uh, re-release of Catnip uh, Dynamite and a new one called Glamping, which um, it's very exciting. But not only that, but also you've uh, gotten a new band that you've formed with... uh, Two of your former Jellyfish mates, uh, called the Licorice Quartet. So, I'd like to touch on uh, whatever you want to start with, man, because I'm really I'm all about all four of these releases. So, um, yeah, sure, we can work
4: backwards, I guess.
1: Okay, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Licorice
4: Quartet has basically been the you know first big announcement for a while, and and yeah, two of my collaborators, Tim Smith and Eric Dover, who were in the second incarnation of Jellyfish, the uh, Spilk Milk, touring band um they uh co-founded this project with me it was an idea the three of us had and we began it in 2017 and had been piecemealing it together and by some ultra bizarre chain of events the official release date for that first ep was uh, friday the 13th of march when basically the u.s was told it was
1: going to be in lockdown <laughs> yeah i know so well that's happened to everybody you know i mean there were so many new releases that were planned for this year that are just kind of like well i don't think we can put on a full release now now we're gonna have to do an ep or a single and you know a lot of a lot of the plans that have uh have been kind of cut down a little bit but uh you know i'll take anything we can get obviously you know the the, the four tracks off the licorice quartet it's called uh volume one, which is nice.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yes, three, threesome volume one. We yep. uh, yeah, we were always planning on doing this in three stages of uh, EPs. Okay. So there's uh, I'm, we're prepping the second one right now. But for us, it was just kind of business as usual. Um, we were never, you know, un- unless... I mean, t- touring this project was going to be something to be determined down the road. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we had touring plans that got stopped in their tracks. And uh, we've just been taking it up on social media and going to town, rekindling relationships with all of our fans who've been so loyal and wonderful over the years. And, um, so they keep wanting more music and more interaction. And we're all too happy to provide it.
1: Now, was this something that's been planned for a long time or you just decided, you know what, now's the time let's get together. We all have, you know, a break in a schedule or whatever it is. And you decided to get together and do this, or was it just, uh, you know, one of those things It's like, okay, I've got songs, you've got songs, let's do it now. Um, how did the well, process it, go to putting yeah, together in the, the band?
4: Beginning, in the beginning of 2017, I was uh, listening again to some work that Tim, Eric, and I had done, primarily Tim for his project called Uma Jets, um, with an old partner. He had uh, Rob Aldrich, and um, I was reminiscing about how fun those experiences were, and I was also reminded that as we were continuing to age, I had never done any kind of project with tim uh, just on our own and writing and recording original music and i reached out to him at that time to do something long distance because he makes uh, atlanta his home and i'm in los angeles uh, and he loved the idea and he suggested we bring eric into the fold which i thought was great because eric and i hadn't worked together since imperial drag days in the 90s so the three of us got together to just write and share ideas and uh, the ideas. Came very, very fast. I mean, we put a lot of time into it, but we it was very clear we were on the same page and we were coming up with solid song ideas. Um, and then the next step, of course, was, oh, well, do we want to record these and share them with everybody? And You know, we were just getting such good results. It was like, why the hell not? So because obviously we all do many different things for employment, um, all have different, you know, we're all freelance musicians in one way or another, Uh and Tim lives in Atlanta. Uh, for those reasons, it took a while because we would have to piecemeal this—you know—work on it two weeks here. Tim would fly out to LA, work on it for three weeks there, do a lot of stuff long distance, you know, and just you've got other commitments. So it wasn't until the end of 2019 we realized, okay, we, you know, let's at least get an EP out. We'll worry about the other songs later because um, they were over half finished as well. So we could see the light being in the tunnel. But uh, I had had a really good experience releasing a four song EP in 2018 uh, through pledge music. Um, and so we, you know, let's stick with the EP format kind of thing.
5: Mm-hmm. And,
4: uh, uh, just then we you proceed with getting the fans involved in kind of a, a pre-order and fan funded scenario, uh, which we really enjoy because we get to go deep with the fans with incentives like, you know, interviews and, um, us playing on their songs or producing songs for them, or uh, you get to be artistic with your fans to whatever degree they want, Uh, you know, writing original birthday songs for them. They customize the lyrics, all kinds of experience that, you know, just the internet and social media makes so much more possible than 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, So it's really been about reinventing the wheel and um, bringing our fans into the fold and, you know, basically telling them, look, the more we all do this now, the more we can do it over time and extend this party into the months and years ahead.
1: Well, your fans are so dedicated, you know. That's that's the main thing. I mean, the 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 amount of music that you guys have put out and all the, um, you know, just just the bits and pieces that that I've heard from people along. Uh, I read some of the fan club things and things like that. But just everybody's just so excited about all this that, that's been coming out. And to have this much product come out in the, in this last year, it's just been overwhelming. It's been great. And I just, uh, I love the fact that it's just, it's like, okay, here we go. Here's something something new from us, and here it is. And everybody loves every single thing that you do. So, you know, it's been, it's got to be kind of humbling for you.
4: It absolutely is, and uh, it's great to hear them so pleasantly surprised, um, because you're right, it's been, you know, musical offerings from me and my projects have been few and far between. Uh, There are many years of radio silence, and that's just because, you know, I'm earning a living in some other way, or personal issues in my life, and just, you know, uh, being a solo artist at whatever level we've been, it's like, there's gotta, there's gotta be that monetary flow at the end of the day. Uh, you have to, it's a super delicate balancing act. Um, because, you know, you've got bills to pay like everybody else and you want to be smart about it. And, uh, so I'm very fortunate. I get to wear many hats. I do lots of different things that not only keep me creatively fulfilled, but, cover my bills like anybody else has and um um, sometimes there hasn't been time to do original music that there you know there wasn't enough uh flow happening to make that a reality it just doesn't become sustainable so that that's why my first solo records were in japan i knew i had a pretty nice following there um but then getting those albums released worldwide was a different story and but now we've got the dsps and spotify and everything Mm
0: -hmm.
4: you know whereas somebody in can listen to anything you're doing instantly without having to pay anything, but their subscription fee. It's a whole different model of generating income from original music. And, yeah, it's a whole
1: uh, new ballgame now. So yeah, yeah. There's,
4: there's there's pros and cons with all of it, and some of the stuff is just fantastic. Of course, it's
1: long. I'm kind of losing your signal there, Roger.
4: The world's evolving as it always does. It's going to continue to move, and the music business is going to continue to take all kinds of shapes, regardless of what my preference is, regardless of what I think should be right or not, you know?
1: Well, as a longtime fan, again, I, I really have to congratulate you on this stuff, and I, I, I want to jump right into it just to, to give my listeners a, a little bit uh, of it. So let's uh, let's play a track off the Licorice Quartet. Um, it, again, it's called Threesome, Volume 1. Um, pick a track and why. Uh, why don't
4: we pick um, Fadoodle? love it and uh i'm very very proud of that song because it's it's so fun and energized and kind of punky and um it's just got a rock energy that really takes me back to my youth uh and i think it really represents the three of our personalities coming together uh, in all ways uh, lyrically musically songwriting arranging you know, we, we shared all the duties. Obviously, some people did more of one thing and then somebody else does more of another thing, but it was truly a collaborative effort uh, for the three of us.
1: Now, does the word for doodle actually have a meaning? Uh, is that like an inside meaning to you? Is that uh, something you could look up, or what, what's, what's your, what's your uh, meaning yeah. to the word?
4: Well, you can look it up, but um, uh, Eric took the reins on writing this lyric, and he um, just did an exploration of all of the wonderful um, alliterations is that the word of Could be. Uh, you know the synonyms throughout history and throughout literature for uh, mating okay got it
1: got it makes sense as,
4: so. as the lyric makes, obviously clear so <laughs> yeah yeah you'll you'll pick up on that
1: well it's a fun song i love it it just makes you smile when you listen to it so let's uh let's get into this right now it's uh again this is roger joseph banning jr and his band the licorice quartet and their um threesome volume one and this is a song off it called the doodle uh you listen to junk band radio You're listening
3: to Junkman Radio.
0: Junkman Radio.
1: And we're back, dude. Awesome, love it. Again, I've got a smile on my face just listening to that song. So, <laughs> yeah, excellent. <laughs> it just it makes that's me happy. It makes me happy, and, I, and from everything that I've read on fan sites and things like that, I think everybody else it's pretty much a consensus that everybody else feels the same way. So, uh, again, Liquor's Quartet. Now, a question I had for you. You know, that's also the title of a 1970s uh, Italian kind of soft porn, so to speak. Uh, movie. Why did you Why did you pick uh, The Licorice Quartet as the name of the band?
4: Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of Radley Metzger's uh, cinema of that era, and that was a movie of his that I had seen years and years ago, like 20 years ago, but I'd forgotten all about it. And it popped into my consciousness when we were name searching, and I just couldn't deny it. For me, it just had such a wonderful, it just sounded like a great band name for me regardless of the whether or not a person knew about the film um and that's how that came about
1: cool and everybody else said yep okay works for me let's do it Have more, more <laughs> or less <laughs> it was a democratic process you know the fact that it was a trio and it's the you know the licorice quartet was another one unless you're including uh maybe like production people in the in the in that or it was just you know I'm thinking, uh, no, lu- I mean, I'm thinking out loud. I'm
4: thinking out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're just having fun with it. Obviously, Good. it's a bit of an anomaly. I mean, we did have our friend Jeremy Stacy play drums on the whole record uh-huh. on all, all 12 tracks. Uh, wow. So I suppose he he does make it a quartet.
1: So this has been out pretty much like towards the end of uh, 2019, I believe it did get released. Correct. <laughs>
4: No, it didn't come out until the beginning of March. Oh, it so the
1: beginning of March, okay. Now, yeah. you've got, as you Friday mentioned, the you've got another eight songs, uh, so we're talking about two more EPs that will eventually be released?
4: Yeah, that's the plan in the uh, months and years ahead. Mm-hmm.
1: So no definite date on those things or anything like that? or
4: No, because they each require a certain amount of work to complete them. Got it. And so it'd be foolish to make any promises.
1: Well, I'm telling you, we got we got plenty of product from you this time around. Again, as I mentioned before, um, three of your solo LPs have been re released, and are actually two LPs and an EP. Um, The latest one being Glamping, which is a great title. I love I love it. It's uh, you know again upscale camping, but uh, for those in the know. But uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about the release of Glamping. I know it's got some live stuff on there and one of my favorite songs that wasn't originally available on um I believe it was the Land of Pure Imagination uh now we have the deluxe edition that it's been uh it's been released on but you have a live version of What You Don't Know about the Girl. Yeah. Yeah,
4: so um let's see Glamping uh that was an EP I initially released for an exclusive fan-funded campaign through Pledge Music before they went belly up. Mm -hmm. Um, And that went rather well for me. It was a great way to reconnect with the fans, but of course it was limited. It was only, we did that for four or five months. Um, And many people didn't hear about it or just, you know, they didn't get the news and uh, missed out. Um, So these re-releases now are, are an attempt to do it officially. So it's up on the DSPs like Spotify, Apple music. Um, and then you can purchase the vinyl CDs, autographed versions, posters, uh, fan experiences. Again, all kinds of stuff. You know, you go to Roger Joseph Manning, junior official.com. That's what it's called. Roger Joseph Manning, junior official.com. And, um, I mean, you'll see just how extensive it is. And, uh, yeah, all three albums have some kind of bonuses attached. They're just simply uh, live segments uh, or cuts that didn't make it onto the originals uh, here and there. Uh, and a lot of those are, are live. And those are extra special because uh, I haven't played a lot uh, of live for my solo efforts. Uh, it's been, you know, they're solo. I don't have a band that I can just jump in the van with and go to... yeah. a a city near you. So there have been a handful of shows both in Japan and here in Los Angeles and uh, we took the time to record some of them and so that's how you're hearing those live cuts.
1: It's funny, I I saw you do a live uh, thing I believe after Land of... I think it was during uh, Land of Pure Imagination tour. It was about maybe a little over 10 years ago at a place called Spaceland in Los Angeles and I saw you do a a show there. Yeah, I played
4: one show there. Yep,
1: I was there that night and I actually went back and Said hello to you, but that was a long time ago. Oh, nice. A lot of other people were doing that that night, but uh, I fell in love off of glamping. I fell in love with the song Funhouse. It's just, it's another one of those ones that I listen to, and I just I can't stop smiling when I'm hearing it. You know, I was a big fun of like like all the you know the carnival shows and things like that, and just to just to know yeah. that somebody wrote a song about it with you know again some of the some of the sounds that you hear at one at one of them. It's just, tell us a little bit more about your, your thinking when you wrote that song, Funhouse.
4: Yeah. Well, with a, like a lot of my songs, I lyrics are something that happened very, very, very late in the process. So I loved the song idea. I loved the energy. Uh, and in my demo, I, I usually try to capture the melody and I don't waste time thinking about words. So I just mumble things. Um, and I was mumbling down in the Funhouse for the chorus. Uh, When it came time to write the lyric, I said, well, I don't have any ideas. Why don't I try to continue to play with the concept of funhouse and my memories of them as a child at your local state fair and carnivals and amusement parks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So that's what it is. It's just an exploration of that and lots of plays on words and and punning and, and just trying to paint this picture of the environment of those worlds from from you know uh teenage courtship mm-hmm. um, comes into play as opposed to from through the eyes of a little kid or uh an adult i definitely wanted it to play with the, the teenage coming of age aspect that the that the carnival and amusement park you know they're they're they we certainly were huge dating
1: grounds. Oh, absolutely! That's and, again. That's uh, why I'm thinking. Yeah. That's why I'm smiling so much when I yeah. hear this thing. You know, so it's great. So I just, is, that's what that. That's all
4: the song's about. Just
1: playing cool. with that. Let's let's give it a let's give it a little blast over here and uh, crank it up a little bit. I love the song again. It's from Glamping. That's uh, the new release from Roger Joseph Manning Jr. And uh, this one's called Funhouse. So enjoy this. It's Junk Band Radio.
0: Junkman Radio. Step right up, my kiddies. Don't be late. And with your parents gone, you're free to come of age. The kind of golden times and let the gods smile on me from above. A real sharpshooter with a steady hand. If you can win the prize, she'll have to make you a man. And no time for Find the ignition switch and watch your open wide. Not like you're up, yourself, another fool's friend.
1: A lot of songs, you know, again, there's so much music that I would love to talk about. I, I could probably talk to you about this all day if I had the time, but I know with it that we don't. You know, obviously you've got a lot going on, but uh, I want to cover as much of this as possible. Now, um, I got to go back to the Land of Pure Imagination um, record. Now, when I bought that, and mm-hmm. I I guess that probably was what, around 2008 when that came out, perhaps? That's 06. 06, okay. So I saw that tour that you, or whatever, you played a show in LA, and you played this great song called What You Don't Know About the Girl. And when I had the record, it was not on that. And I found it on a, um, it was a compilation record um, of a bunch of the uh, whatever the um, the International Pop Overthrow Festival. And I believe that's uh, yes. what the show was part of anyway. And it took me a while, but you've included this uh, particular track on the deluxe edition of that. And it's a song that I always thought it would have been if it was released back in the '70s, it would have been a great sitcom theme song. You know, I all you know, I just thought about like you know, like a a kind of like a, a single lady or a or a guy, you know, theme song for a TV show. When I heard that, because it's so poppy, it's so you know, it's just got such a great melody line, and then of course with the uh, the keyboards up front on that. Uh, just uh, what were you thinking about when you wrote that particular number?
4: Um, well, uh, nothing in particular. I, uh, it just started with a, uh, a keyboard pattern. The song begins with on the harpsichord there. And, um, the idea flowed relatively quickly. Again, keep in mind, I'm never coming up with lyrics as I'm doing this. So I'm just mumbling these melody shapes that enjoy and inspire me. um, it just becomes this flow. Uh, it wasn't until I wrote the lyric and really started realizing the arrangement. Yeah, I. I well, specifically, it, it really ended up being somewhere between a song that the, the left bank might have fun with right. and, you know, the theme from that girl, Wallow yeah. Thomas. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and any of those very innocent. Um, uh, you know, early phases of, of, uh, feminism stage two girl making it on her own in the big city. Cause she don't need no man. Exactly. And, um, uh, but and she's also strong enough to, uh, fend off all the wolves that she's going <laughs> to come across, um, as little red riding hood visits the big city. And, um,
1: but at the same, uh, but at the same time, also, hey, there's a lot more to this girl that you don't know about, correct? Am I thinking exactly that? right? Yeah. I,
4: I turned the whole thing around uh, and basically made it. You know, she she gets so much attention from the guys. That's never been a problem, and uh, you know, she's basically she she wants the thrill and adrenaline rush and romance of. Uh, the the one night stand in affairs uh, from the you know jet setting good looking hunks of the world and she absolutely uh, can attract those men if she so desires but she wants the security of the uh, emasculated domesticated highly controlled uh, little you know always loyal nerd. Uh, who can't believe he's been so lucky to have this woman have an interest in him at all. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a playful, cartoony look at a highly dysfunctional relationship that many wi- men and women can relate to. Uh, yep. Many men and women do that dance or have done that dance in the past. And uh, that's what the lyric's are all about. But the song itself, like, even if you weren't listening to the words, I just wanted it to have the effect that thankfully it's had on you, which was, you know, here's, here's a... Here's a Great sing-along, carefree, late 60s, early 70s yeah.
1: pop. there's so uh, much you know. influences that I hear on this record. It's really one of my favorite things that you've ever done, and I, I, I congratulate thank you. Thank you. And thank you for coming out with it. And there's two different versions that you can get. You can get a live version of this on glamping, I do believe, and then there's the uh, the studio version on, um, on Land of Pure Imagination, the deluxe edition now. So.
4: Yeah, because it was originally released, released in Japan uh, on that first version of my solo record, and Got then it. the American company signed me. Yep, they took off three songs. I recorded three new songs, but that's all irrelevant to the listener because they can have all the songs now in
1: one. Yep, yep. Package. Well, let's, let's let's let these uh, let's let the listeners uh, get a little smile on their faces too. It just there's so much I'm thinking of, like all these different, like you mentioned, the left bank, and I'm thinking. You know, keyboards like uh, like the, the the Wrecking Crew would do for like say the Partridge Family and things like that. You know, with the yeah, with the uh, with the harpsichord and things like that. So let's give it a let's give it a whirl right here. So this is uh, called "What You Don't Know About the Girl," and it's Roger Joseph Banning, and this is from the deluxe edition of "The Land of Pure Imagination." We'll be back with Roger in just a moment. It's Junk Band Radio. Listening You're listening to Junkman Radio.
2: Let me tell you
1: Once again, Roger, I'm smiling. <laughs> That's uh, something I, I wanted to ask you about too. Now, it's been long been known that you're kind of aficionado and a collector of lots of different kinds of keyboards. Um, you've been rumored to have. A couple of hundred. Is that the case, or how many? How many different not keyboards a, do you have? No,
4: not a couple hundred. Okay. I have about a hundred. About hundred, uh, which is already too many. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I love. I, yeah, I just love the history of electronic. Well, I love the history of keyboards. Period. But I, I particularly enjoyed um, the eras I grew up with. Right. So that means a lot of like, '60s combo organs and electronic pianos, and then of course the. Uh, commercial infancy of synthesis in the seventies and eighties and nineties. And then somewhere around the two thousands, my collection kind of stops. Um, even though I have a few modern pieces because they're quite fantastic, but I, I I love the antique aspect of them the nostalgia of them, but I also like amassing them to create my own unique sound palette. Um, I mean, with technology and soft sense now on the computer most composers have almost any sound palette that they want pretty much disposal but but it doesn't sound as good and as rich and as deep and as wide and as 3d as the original gear particularly uh where the analog pieces are concerned from the 70s and early 80s but even even the digital stuff and vintage samplers and all those things um, so i'm just a fan these these uh devices have really served me over the years and i I, like any antique collector i enjoy the hunt i enjoy buying and selling and finding deals um and uh so it's been a hobby slash part of my employment um and uh yeah i actually just finished a area of my home where i finally have a lot of these pieces all in one central location and i actually hope to be uh Taking some movies and putting together like a little showcase for people who uh, want to uh, hire me to freelance on their projects, which I've been doing forever. But uh, I think it would be fun for those clients and fans to see my workspace.
1: Absolutely. You know, I'd be very interested in it. I'm a drummer, but this, these are fascinating to me because I know the different sounds that you've come up with over your career, and they're all just, you know, I could tell that you're using vintage gear. Now, with that in mind, do you have something, you know, in your opinion, what particular piece of today's equipment could come the closest to recreating, say, the, the classic Hammond B3 organ. I mean, is there something that, uh, is there a particular piece that comes closer than others and, you know, uh, something that I haven't,
4: well, I haven't tried them all. There are yeah. several virtual Hammond organ,
1: uh-huh. um,
4: and they all come really, really close. And if they're, say, if you've ever had the benefit of recording, uh, performing with the or- original, um, you know, there's just, there's just, they haven't created anything. They will, but they haven't yet created anything that clones it. And uh, so, um, uh, I've been using uh, Native Instruments Simulator forever. They were one of the first companies to even put something out. Um, but you know, I have a real Hammond A100 sitting in my living room with a Leslie speaker, and which is a a B3 with a different body. And um, uh, you know they're just fantastic. It's a sound I love near and dear to my heart.
1: Well, the reason why I was asking is because there's so many musicians, you know, obviously nobody's touring right now, but it's been for years that those things were, you know, the heaviest piece of equipment you got to haul around was a Hammond B3. And then, of course, you know, we've got the Moog synthesizers, which I'm sure you were one of the few people that's got those things mastered. You know, But these are huge pieces of equipment. You know, is there something smaller that recreates it uh, as close as possible was what the question was, and you definitely answered it with the uh, with the. There's all yeah. The there's G3. all kinds of
4: things from hardware to software, mm-hmm. um, and to to each his own. I mean, you, you just kind of listen to them all and figure out what's going to meet your needs. Um, and they'll. It's great to have them. I mean, technology. You, you know, you didn't have these options in the '70s and '80s. Yep. Um, you you had no choice but to lug the giant beast around even if you were using it in two songs
1: <laughs> or at least have the road crew do it right
4: <laughs> yeah if you bought a six-pack
1: it's funny i'm in the studio right now recording this and there's a keyboard player right next to me called an axiom 49 are you familiar with that
4: uh yeah that's a controller uh, can you hang on Well, no we're, we're live on the air no
1: <laughs> i'm just getting a call but go ahead yeah, an Axiom forty nine just happens to be like I'm touching it right now. It's close by in the studio, so I wasn't very familiar. I'm a drummer, so I'm really not familiar with all the different models of the keyboards and what they do and things like that. But it just it was funny. It just happened to be next to me while I was speaking with yeah. the, the keyboard god, <laughs> Roger. Um, other things that uh, our people might want to know about. Obviously, your website. You mentioned that earlier. It's rogerjosephmanningofficial.com. Um, mm-hmm. you can find you Roger Joseph Manning Jr. on Facebook. Uh same with uh Twitter and Instagram as well, uh Roger Joseph Manning. And uh anything that you might want to add for um for 2021? Have you gotten any kind of possible touring things locked in for 2021, maybe either solo or with licorice quartet?
4: Yeah, the next priority is getting the second Lichris Quartet EP happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, you know, we're still out promoting the solo stuff, uh, but hopefully before, I mean, if all was as planned, we're gonna have the second EP somewhere either around uh, Christmas or the New Year. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody will be made very aware of when that campaign launches for sure.
1: Right. Well, really looking forward to uh, to look, hopefully seeing this come about live you know that that's i'm all about live music and a lot of your fans i'm sure would just uh go crazy seeing you playing live and um, again um obviously this is going to be the the uh the focus of it you got plenty to focus on that's for sure so i uh i really cannot thank you enough for uh for speaking with us today Uh, hello yeah i'm here can you hear me now yeah okay yeah just uh, i really can't thank you enough for for coming on and, uh, and chatting with us for a little bit here on uh Junkie Oh, my Radio. pleasure. Thank you so,
4: for, no, thanks for setting it all up. Sure. I
1: appreciate, uh, you know, there's always that hope that
4: uh, there's a new listener, somebody who's not aware of things, and yep. uh, being invited to the party.
1: <laughs> That's what I hope to do. Hopefully I can get a whole bunch of new ones for you. Because, man, I'm telling you, this is, uh, this is something that an entire generation needs to be aware of. Uh, which is the beauty of the internet and music, you know, which is great. But again, um, we've got the Licorice Quartet Threesome, Volume 1, the EP is available, Um, and then three of Roger's uh, re-releases of his solo records. We've got Glamping, we've got The Land of Pure Imagination, the Deluxe Edition, and Catnip Dynamite. So... um, pick a song and uh, we can we can we can go out with that but again my thanks uh, to you for, uh, for being able to speak with us here um, really like I said I've been a fan for a very long time uh, all your work you know everything from from jellyfish to the latest to uh, Imperial drag the moog cookbook all the everything you've done and uh, I, I, I love what you do and uh, cannot wait to uh, to hear not only more of it but also live too so um, thank you. Yeah, again, you got a fan right here. So um, tell me another song and we can play it for you, and uh, if so, why? Um, I, I'd like to oh, – yeah, go ahead.
4: Yeah. I was just going to suggest a song, The Quickening, off of Catnip Dynamite. Oh, yeah. Uh, the lyric is particularly relevant today, even though I wrote it in 07. Um, uh, but if uh, you had a chance to go deep with the lyric, uh, it's uh, unfortunately a, a bit prophetic. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's interesting how, how the whole COVID thing has, has taken a lot of songs and make them, making them uh, very real, you know? It's kind of like when you break up with a girlfriend, all of a sudden all those love songs make sense, right? You know, that you've been hearing exactly. on the radio for years. So, again, the quickening, tell us a little bit about the lyrical content on that, um, why it would make so much sense, like something in particular. Well,
4: the title's all about just time speeding up and... Um... Um all of the you know cosmic events that kind of uh, funnel into one they coalesce into one instant moment of uh, of change. And you know change is perpetual in on the earthly plane here, but uh, it gets uh, magnified at different times through human history and even, even when there weren't any humans. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think you know a lot of people, uh, it's hard for them to articulate what they're feeling and how come when they look at the clock, it always says 1111 or 555 or 444. Yeah. Um, and so I have some fun playing with those concepts in this song.
1: That's interesting. Well, let's go check it out. Again, uh, this is from Catnip Dynamite, which originally came out in 2008. And yes. uh, has been re-released here. And uh, did, did you do a lot of remixing on or anything like this? Uh, anything pumped up on on any of the uh, the re-releases, or is it pretty much uh, you know what they were before, but just making them complete with extra songs or whatever?
4: Yeah, the latter. Okay. Yeah, there, I, I, I'm a complete fan of John Paterno's mixes on these records. There was no need to remix or remaster.
1: I agree. Great. Well, again, Roger, thanks for uh, speaking with us, and I hope to I hope to see you again sometime soon. I appreciate the time uh, with your audience, and thank you very much. You got it. Hang on the line just for a moment. And again, this is uh, Junk Band, Junk Band Radio, and Roger Joseph Manning, Jr. Again, let's check out The Quickening.
0: You're listening to Junkman Radio. Radio.
6: When I think back to my days as a child, as though I still-
3: the Junkman Radio Radio
1: Junk Man Radio. That's right, guys. That, uh, again, is uh, from the re-release Catnip Dynamite from Roger Joseph Manning Jr. And uh, my thanks to Roger for talking to us here on Junk Man Radio. Hope you enjoyed that as well as the music. As far as I'm concerned, how could you not, man? It's awesome. But again, check out uh, Roger at RogerJosephManningJrOfficial.com, as well as Facebook Roger Joseph Manning Jr., Twitter, Roger Joseph Manning Jr., <laughs> and Instagram, at Roger Joseph Manning Jr. Got that? All right. You remember his name now. All right, it's Chunk Ben, And uh, I got some brand new music for you on the way. This is a really, really cool summertime song, right? This is from a band called the Echo Bats. Features uh, Tony Harnell on the vocals. Tony, you remember him from a band called TNT. I know he sang with, um, with Skid Row for a little while and a few other bands. But also Joel Hoekstra, who plays guitar with Whitesnake. My good buddy James Lomenzo. And again, Matt Starr, the all-star drummer. He's everywhere. <laughs> He's on this too. But it's a very, very cool tune. I think you're going to like it a lot. And it's called uh, Save Me From Loving You. Very, very, very fun song. Let's check it out. It's Junk Band Radio. New from Echo Bats. Thank you. feels so good, huh? Junk Man Radio. That's brand new from The Pretenders. And the song called The Buzz from Hate for Sale, their latest record. I highly recommend it to uh, all rock and roll fans, especially Pretenders fans such as myself. But really, really, really knocked it out of the park with that one this time around. I like that record a lot. And you're going to be hearing that song a lot. And you already have here on Junk Man Radio if you've been listening. Um, uh, Big kudos to the band for that. Kudos. Who came up with that? It's almost like cooties, but big kudos to the Pretenders for just a great song. Sounding very old school Pretenders, isn't it? I love that. And there's been a lot of uh, bands that have been coming around, them and X, and bands that have been around for a while that sound just brought back their old school sound, and we love it. Man, it's so good. I started that set out with something brand new from Echo Bats. Yes. <laughs> I like this song so much. It's called "Save Me from Loving You." I gotta hear that song. It's gotta be on a soundtrack someplace, some so it gets some wild or wide appeal to the mass public. You know, I'd like to see that happen because it's such a great song. Perfect for summertime. You know, be with somebody that you really care about and listen to that song, even though it says "Save Me from Loving You." <laughs> Never mind that, uh, you know, no love stuff. We went lots of love, you know? Anyway. Anderson Council followed that. Some guys from New Jersey. Great song called Magical. Very, very poppy. Uh, the Wonders. That's right. The fictitious band that uh, was in the movie That Thing You Do and Little Wild One. Yep. Uh, played Ringo Starr. Mm-hmm. Ringo. And weight of the world from his time takes time record, and that featured background as you can tell from uh, Roger Joseph Manning Jr. Uh huh, from Jellyfish. Yep, you like that? <laughs> I thought so. You know, uh, Foo Fighters with Walk played that one. Love that song too. That song uh, was one of those ones that came at a very dark period of my life and helped me through a lot of things just by thinking about that song and that line, learning to walk again. Mm. But anyway, uh, yeah, I like that too. Pretenders finish up the set with the buzz. All right, I'm Junk Band. It's Junk Band Radio. Hope you're enjoying everything I'm doing. Because, man, I'm telling you, I got uh, a lot of fun happening here. Enjoying the show. I love doing this. Just playing new stuff from my own collection. I'm making sure that you know what it's all about. One of my favorite live bands. Yes, I have a lot of favorite live bands, but this is one that really blows my mind each and every time I see them. And they're really, really nice guys. They're from Kentucky, and they kick ass. I'm talking about Blackstone Cherry. They got a brand new record that's not even out yet, but this single is. It's called Again. So check this out. Brand new from Blackstone Cherry on Junk Man Radio. Yeah, baby, Junk Band Radio. Now that, my friends, is some serious new rockin' from my boys from Columbus, Ohio, south of Eden. The name of the song is Dancing With Fire. They got an EP coming out, man, but that's the first one. That band you're going to be hearing a lot of, man. They're just a very exciting band out of Columbus. And, um, dude, I'm telling you, when we get back to live rock and roll, that band's going to be tearing it up worldwide. You heard that here first on Junk Band Radio. Uh, For that, Dirty Honey. Yes, another band ripped up and raring to go. And Heartbreaker from their first EP. Played Little Caesar going back to their first record way back in, I believe, 1987. Actually, that was their first full-length record. The self-titled Little Caesar record. And Hard Times. Played Rival Sons in the title track of their Pressure and Time album and i uh, started that set out there with black stone cherry their new one again the name of that song how about that that's the way i like it man that is some serious junk man style rockin <laughs> as everything is here you know but i mean that in particular i just love that style of just just getting down baby you know what i'm saying without lack of better words it's just Getting out and just rocking, of which uh, there's all different kinds of ways you can do it, you know, which leads me into my next little segment here uh, vintagerock.com. Vintagerock.com is uh, one of our sponsors here at Junkman Radio, and they supply us with lots and lots of music and other good things. And uh, every show, I like to salute them with what I call the Vintagerock.com six pack. I play six songs of a particular genre or an artist. And uh, it all falls into the vintage rock way. <laughs> it's vintage. It's rock. You know, it could be old. could be new. It's definitely rock and roll. But uh, go check out the website, VintageRock.com. You'll find out all about your favorite bands and new ones that you haven't even heard of and old ones and re-releases of records and lots of reviews. And I contribute quite a bit to them. As well, so, hey, you know, lots of things to view on that site. And uh, today's VintageRock.com six-pack, well, since it's the anniversary of Elvis's death, I think it's been, what, 43 years? Since 1977, August 16th, 1977, that's when he passed away. And, uh, well, I thought I'd get some of the early Elvis in, you know? That is my favorite. You know, before he went in the Army, I like all his just full-on ability, rockin' stuff. You know, 1956, 57, that type of stuff. And so I think I'm going to play six songs from the king, Elvis Presley, before he went in the army. So let's check it out, shall we? Let's crank it up. VintageRock.com six-pack. Will you, Mr. King, play for us right now? It's Junk Band Radio.
3: And then the joint began to swing You should have heard those knocked out jailbirds sing Let rock, everybody let it rock Everybody in old cell block Was dancing to the jailhouse rock Spider Murphy played his tenor saxophone Little Joe was blowing on the slide trombone The drum boy him, Illinois would crash, boom, bang The whole rhythm section was a purple I'm My dreams come true, just call my name and I'll be right by your side. I want your sweet helping hand my love's too strong too high. Bye-bye. Well with you well, you may go to college You may go to school You may have a pink Cadillac But don't you be nobody's fool And I'll be baby, come back. <laughs> baby come. come back, baby, come Come back, baby, come Come back, baby, I want to play house with you Now well, listen, let me tell you, baby What I'm talking about Meet a little girl so weak in the place of house Come back, baby, come Come back, baby, come Come back, baby, I won't play with you All in my house, kid. Now this is one thing, baby I want you to know Come on back and let's play with the house so We can act like we did before But Come back and baby, baby come Come back baby come Come back and baby I want to play with you To understand I'd rather see you dead little girl Than to be with another man Baby, come back, baby, come Come back, baby, come Come back, baby, I want to play house with you Baby, baby, baby Baby, baby, baby Baby, baby, baby Baby, baby, baby Come back, baby I want to play house with you baby has Train, train Coming right round the bend Train, train Coming right round the bend Well, it took my baby But it never will again Train, coming down down the line. Train, train, coming down the line. Well, it's bringing my baby, cause she's my, oh, oh, my, she's my, oh, oh, my. Train, train, come and run around the bank Well, it took my baby, but it never will again Please tell the phone Don't be cruel To who heart is true Baby, if I made you mad For something I might have said Please not forget my past The future looks bright ahead Don't be cruel To who heart is true I don't want no one do don't stop the hankin' of me, don't make me feel this way, come on over here and love me, you know what I wanted you to say, don't be cruel to who heart is true, why should we be apart, I really love you baby, cross my heart. Don't be cruel, Ooh. Do heart is true. I don't want no
0: other
1: love, oh, baby, it's just you I'm thinking of. Oh, well, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Junk Man. It's Junk Man Radio, and uh, yes, the king himself, the late Elvis Presley, and doing a, wrapping up a VintageRock.com six-pack, six songs from the king. Thank you very much. Yeah, mama, baby. And, uh, yeah, all stuff that he did before he went in the Army and then uh, came out and became a pop idol and then a movie star. You know, you got to remember, rock and roll was gone when he was in the Army, when he went in the Army, man. He left, and Chuck Berry was in jail. We had Little Richard was a preacher. Um, man, what's his name? Eddie Cochran died. <laughs> we had... Jerry Lee Lewis was uh, in trouble for marrying his uh, 13 or 14 year old cousin. you know it's just yeah, it was all pop idols, man, after he went in the army and then uh, we got some rock and roll back from the kids from England, you know because when Elvis got out, he was a movie star. He wasn't a rock and roller anymore, but uh hey, he is still volcaning, baby. So we played uh six of them for you. Hope you dug that. Uh started out with Jailhouse Rock from the soundtrack of that killer motion picture. Vince Everett was his was the character's name. And he was something else, wasn't he? <laughs> Baby, you bring out the beast in me. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome screenplay. Uh Elvis in uh, One Night. We did uh One Night. There you like that, huh? Lottie Miss Claudie? That song that uh, Little Richard just did this awesome version of as well. Uh, Let's Play House, rockabilly classic. And another one uh, with Mystery Train, which he continued to play late into his career. He played uh, Mystery Train, of course, with uh, late in the career. He had James Burton on guitar, Scotty Moore in the early part. But, uh, man, he was something. Finished that with Don't Be Cruel. Oh, man, the girls would swoon to that one. He'd knock him dead every night. Big, big, huge hit around 1956, 57 for him. All right, saluting the Kang now, you know. Kind of a shame the way that he went, but uh, hey. It's the rock and roll lifestyle, you know, it catches up to you. Death by rock and roll. Matter of fact, this is uh, the name of this particular track that I'm going to go into right now. This is new from the Pretty Reckless. And a track called Death by Rock and Roll. How about that? Worked out pretty nicely, didn't it? Here we go. All right, let's check this out. It's Junk Band Radio, new for Pretty Reckless.
6: Jenny died of suicide with a candle burning. Tombstone when I go, I'm just put death by rock and roll John forgot what he was on, but he broke the needle, dead and gone. But on my tombstone when I go, I'm just put death by rock and roll
5: I wanna go
6: Put death by rock and roll Janie had steel in her bones But she burned away wood into stone But all my tombstone when I go Just put death by rock and roll oh, I wanna go
1: All right, man. Wrapping up a little set of uh, some serious rock and roll once again. That's what I do. (laughs) All right, that was Slade going uh, going back to about mid, uh, late 80s. I do believe that one was uh, late in their career. You know, they were big in the 70s. Big on the whole glam scene in the early 70s out of Great Britain. And uh, that one came out of nowhere in the mid-70s or mid-80s. Uh, all of a sudden, we got uh, more Slade music. And that one, Run, Runaway," they had a ballad on that that was a big hit, too, called uh, My Oh My. I'll have to play that here on the show one of these days, and i do some more ballads. But I started this set out with brand new stuff from Pretty Reckless and Death by Rock and Roll. Did one of the weirdest uh, segs I've ever done. I played the Osmonds, that's right, the Osmond Brothers, with their rock hit, Crazy Horses. Very, very interesting that they went that right. You know, they they were all like in their, you know, their white Elvis suits and dancing away and doing things like that. But, uh, yeah, just a cool rock tune, Crazy Horses from the Osmonds. And then a song that kind of sounded like that with uh, Foghat, also in the 70s, and I Just Want to Make Love to You, from one of their early albums. That was about from 72, something like that, but uh, the, old, uh, the old blues tune, but rocked up by Foghat, we were really good at that. That original Foghat band was up there with just about anybody when it came to uh, live music back then. Love them. Love Foghat. Right now, Roger Earl is the only uh, original member of the band that's still around, and he's got a version of Foghat that he's got, but uh, interesting. And then again, I played Slade with Run, Run Away. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to take off, hitting the road. But uh, again, my my thanks to uh, Roger Joseph Manning for uh, speaking with us about all his interesting uh, new music. And I hope you guys enjoyed the show. It is a serious heat wave outside, so I'm getting ready just to, to, uh, to go blazing outside. It's going to be amazing. Just, you know, if you were. <laughs> into hot weather now is your time, my friends. I think we're setting records, you know I was reading uh that there seriously it has never been hotter in some states, but hey, you know, you'll be complaining about it when it's too cold, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, we lost um bassist for u f o Pete Way this week as as I'm broadcasting. I don't know when you're going to be hearing this, but uh, Pete Way has passed away, unfortunately. Good guy, great bass player, killer band. I'm going to send this one out uh, to Pete and all those that love them. A little too hot to handle from UFO. Speaking of how hot it is, this is Junk Man. I'll see you next time.